The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello, hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We got a great show for you today. Before we start, let's say hi to everybody. Starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. How is everybody? I understand the country is under great sunshine. It's 80 in New York and sunny, and I'm so happy for my friends in New York because I want them to enjoy summertime. There you go. Anyway, getting to the point. No, no, no. We have to like say hi to everybody. Oh, we got. Oh, we got to do. What's that up? Again? We got to say the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Hello, fellas. You guys looking good? Looking like you're in sun summer mode. Absolutely. And we got a chat room. Everybody's starting to show up in the chat room. What's up? We want to say hi to Illy from Estonia, Hannah Clive from England, and the UK is in the chat room. Our beautiful goddess. <laughs> goddess, we love you, goddess. And I want to just tell everybody, too, uh, you guys listen up. If you go to W4CY.com and you hit the ITV button, you can see us in the studio and see our guests. And I'm worth seeing. Ah, you can also uh, hit listen now. And if you hit listen now, it'll take you to the chat room and you can join us in the chat room. I haven't been telling people that. And I got several messages asking people how they see us. So that's how you can see us. And now Eileen is in the chat room. Ooh, Eileen Shapiro, ooh, who just who just got done interviewing Kylie Minogue, everybody. Ooh, one of the British, biggest British like nice. pop stars ever. Well done, Eileen. Why are you doing that? Because I love Eileen. I'm doing like O's for her. Oh. Stop it, Jimmy. What's wrong with you? Okay. I mean, Eileen's worth doing O's. It's, that's the new thing. That's, that's right. What's thing. up, Eileen? Okay, anyway. <laughs> if you do that while you're making out with her and you put your mouth in a certain place and you do ooh, she will love you forever. Well, you better not be doing that. No, not me, <laughs> but, you know, her boyfriend. Okay. Because it, it vibrates. You know, your mouth vibrates. <laughs> anyway. Somebody else is in there. I'm not sure who that is. Oh, that's Eileen. Okay. That's okay. I, Eileen is, is user Kib in the chat You, you would think after <laughs> six years on this show, I would remember that after he introduces me, he introduces Chad and the uh, play, the playground. Yeah, nobody expects you to remember anything, so you're okay, well, honey. Well, you, know, <laughs> you know, I mean, I used to have jet black hair, but I always felt I should have been blonde. You know, because I have a lot of those blonde moments. <laughs> but anyway, I want to get to my point. And the point is, or point, we should say, is I wrote some nice things on Facebook, and so did Jimmy Starr, about relationships, gay relationships, straight relationships, that it's not a picnic. It's not going to always be wonderful, and I love you, and I'm hot to have your body. At times, it's I hate you, I want to leave you, and I don't want to have sex with you. Those are moments that we all go through. 
Anyway, I won't give his name. Oh, I was going to wear his cowboy hat. I forgot. See, Jimmy? Meanwhile, you know, Hub, you know, I'll screw it. You know who you are. And thank you again for that gorgeous cowboy hat that I will wear on a break. I'll go and get it. I want everyone to see how gorgeous this hat is. Getting back to the subject. Um, Yes, I'm taking the suggestion of so many people that read my page on Facebook. I am going to do a lovelorn column. I'm going to ask people, if you're in trouble in your relationship, gay or straight, Chinese, African, you know, Buddhist, I don't care what you are, uh, write in and tell me exactly what it is that your problem is. You know, I'm 78. You're going to be like Ann Landers. If you interrupt one more time, I'm going to shove this microphone right up your ass. <laughs> no, that's what you'll be like, Ann Landers, right? No, I'm not going to be. Or Dear Abby? No, I'm not going to be Dear Abby or Ann Landers, <laughs> you little homo. <laughs> Oh, I hate him. See what I mean? You got to put up with a lot of no, crap. No, I thought that was cute. I don't That's... think you're cute at all. I think Dear Abby's a big deal. Yeah, well, I think you look like Kate Smith. I didn't say you look like her. Well, I, I, you have a column like her. She was syndicated everywhere and made a fortune. Like, you could get syndicated everywhere and I make a fortune. I don't want to be syndicated. Anyway, I want to help out people that are in problems. I'm 78 years old. I've had three different relationships in my life. One a death, one a divorce, mm-hmm. and this one that I'm stuck with. <laughs> But oh. anyway, you know, you deal. You have to deal with Jimmy Starr because the ego is bigger than the stars in the heavens. And he knows it all. And he's a tough cookie. So I used to fight with him all the time and to win a point. Now I've learned, don't. Simply suggest. And then genius here in about a week thinks it's his idea. And he says to me, oh, you know what I was thinking? And I say, yes. And it's the very words that I said to him nicely. So learn your partner. Learn how to get around them. Learn how to make them go your way without arguing. The moment you start to argue with anyone, I don't care who they are, you've lost your position. Just be nice and smile and say, Okay, even when a cop is giving you a ticket and you weren't speeding, say, thank you, officer, and under your breath, say, may you die tomorrow of every disease. (laughs) But, you know, keep it under your breath. Don't go out there and do it. So for those of you out there who have love affairs that are not going so well, it's probably your fault or the partner's fault or both your faults. Once you find the fault, it's like you find the disease, you can cure it. Now I want to go to the big news today with Anthony Bodine, who committed Bourdain. Bourdain is it Bourdain? Bourdain? Who committed suicide? It is the saddest thing in the world. I would like to forget it, but unfortunately, I cannot. I have a very, very close, dear friend of many years who lives on Long Island, New York, and his name is John, and he looks exactly like Anthony. I mean, they could be brothers. In fact, I said if ever they do his life story, they should call my friend John. So every time I look at John now, I will think of Anthony, and it's a sad thing what happened, but suicide is... It's crazy. I mean, suicide is, is, is rampant, not only with gay young people, but with gay old people. And I'm starting to and think straight that people, all those people well, were yeah. straight. Kate Spade. Yeah, Kate Spade. Now her bags are going to be seven million dollars for vinyl. But, you know, when you croak, everything goes up like art. Um, now you made me forget what I say. When you interrupt me one more time, I'll get this microphone and bang you in the head so hard you're going to go into a fucking coma for oh, two years. Ow. Two years you're going to be in a coma. He keeps doing this to me. He wants to get in my act. Can't you wait until I stop talking? Oh, I better go cancel this relationship. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, my God. I got to find I out it's why. It's a conversation he's... show. It's not a Ron show. It is <laughs> a Ron show. I got news for this one. If Ron ever takes off the show's ashes, yes. it's dust. Yes. <laughs> anyway. 
Um, I love Jeremy, but he is impossible. They all say how much they like your shirt. Yes, my daughter. It's one of my birthday gifts from my daughters. No. From you, honey? Yeah, I bought the shirt. Oh, oh you're the one with the bad taste. I, bought- <laughs> I thought it was my daughters that were dressing me like some old queen. But it was you that's dressed and me. Look, like- and everybody loves it. They're yeah, saying how much I, they love all it. All I need are big earrings, a dangle with all the colors of the shirt. I got a pants that match, like, Chad. Some lipstick, a pair of tits, and I can go anywhere as abroad. Anyway, it's very feminine. It's very womanly. And I thought my kids gave it to me, not you. Oh, so now you don't want to wear it because I gave it no, to you? No, of course I'll wear it because you gave it to me. What do you think? I'm stupid. <laughs> you love it. It's beautiful. No, it's still Everybody it's in the a chat, little what do you think? It's little colorful. It's popping. It's on and popping. Yeah, but it's a little too faggy for me. It's a little too gay queen. Also, know? Hannah Clive is in the chat room, and she said that she can't like read your stuff because you're not friends, so you have to add Hannah her. Clyde? I told I'm her, her Clive, friend? Clive, Clive, C-L-I-V-E, Clive. Oh, like Clive, the actor who I like. Oh, Honey, you will be uh, friended in a minute as soon as we get off the air. Well, not really. Yeah. Oh, that's my third announcement. So excited. You know how I represent all of the stars of Hollywood of yesteryear, the great legends like Clark Abel and Rock Hudson and Jane Russell. Well, at 5 o'clock, Jimmy and I are going to cocktails. Guess whose house we're going to? The old mansion in Palm Springs in the movie colony and the home used to belong to Loretta Young. So I'm so thrilled because she was a major, major star. She was like really a biggie. And I understand her home is magnificent. It's a round home. And guess who owns it? Our dear sweet friend, super recording artist, Chris Bennett. So she has this beautiful home. And uh, I'm excited to go and see it and walk around and snoop. I'm going to get permission to take pictures and put it on Facebook because I think Everybody that follows me with the old Hollywood would love to see Loretta Young's uh, Palm Springs home. Remember now, folks, the East Hamptons and all of the West Hamptons, they're the resort areas for weekends for New Yorkers. Well, Palm Springs is the weekend resort for everybody in L.A. and surrounding areas. Everybody comes here to swim, play golf, play tennis, hang out, get a tan, drink, get laid, and do whatever they can. That's what Palm Springs is all about. Okay, did I do enough? You want it? You jumping in there? You having a nervous breakdown? Right? No, I'm fine. Oh, good. Everybody says that you won't get lost in your shirt, Hannah Clive. No. Uh, Hannah Clive says I didn't actually uh, uh, that I that I didn't interrupt that bad, and she said she was to in a screening of the Italian Job with Michael Caine at the Royal Drury Lane with the live orchestra yesterday, and her father's in that movie. And well, Hannah, if you stick up for Jimmy one more time. There's no way I'm friendly. <laughs> yeah. And then they said they won't miss you on the street in that shirt. Pat Grant has joined us uh, from Canada, and we also have um, uh, Dave from Stars Now UK in the UK. And you're going to tell everybody where you went Monday? Did you tell them that already? Where did I go Monday? We went and saw Chris Bennett perform. Oh, oh see that? Chad, I mean, you'll like this. Let me just have a sip. I'm losing my voice. So Monday night... Uh, Chris Bennett, who we're going to her house later today. She's a Grammy-nominated singer. She's fabulous. Fabulous. We love her. Her album... I'm going to push it when she comes on this show, not because I'm pushing it because I like her and she's my she's friend. She's great. I'm pushing it because the first song is so fucking outrageous. It's in my car. And I play it over and over again. And I was stopped at a light and somebody said to me, my God, who's that singing that song? She's got a gorgeous voice. And I said, well, it's me when I do drag. And the guy started laughing. And then I said, no, 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 I'm only kidding. This is Chris Bennett. He said, oh, that I thought I recognized that voice. He said, I know, Chris. She plays it so-and-so and whatever. 
So you like must you, get, Chad. She plays all over town. Yeah, you must get this album, but I'm not going to do it now. We're going to wait. She's coming on our show soon. Right, but tell them what we did. Monday night was a wonderful night. We went to, what's it called, JJ's? Oh, I don't know. AJ, AJ's. A- AJ's nightclub uh, in Palm Spring, no, in Palm Desert. No, in Cathedral City. And uh, who was there playing the piano? But 84-year-old Kirk Douglas or Michael Douglas lookalike. Harpo Marx's son. Remember Harpo, Groucho, and Chico? They were the Marx brothers, who I loved when I was a kid watching on film. Anyway, he is one of the most sensational people you will ever want to meet. He's got all his marbles, and he plays a beautiful clean piano, which I sang to, and Chris Bennett sang to, and a couple of other people. So it's a wonderful place. You must go there Monday night around what time? Seven. At seven. It's an open mic and you could sing. The cocktail, by the way, was real vodka and it was filled to the brim, so I was happy with that. And the cocktail was only nine fifty. So for nine fifty you get to sing, dance, play a show and whatever. Now seated next to me was this gorgeous woman. She looked like Marlena Dietrich Dietrich, or she looked like Ann Southern. I couldn't figure out who. Turns out it's his wife and she's eighty two. The most beautiful 82-year-old woman, as beautiful as Jane Russell was at that age. Anyway, Barbara Marks, a sweetie pie, a delicious woman with the elegance of the 1950s. And and, and she was a big Robinson top model. Glory. She was a very big model. Who's in the glory? You. You were in your glory. Oh, I was, was in my fabulous. glory. I was around all theater people from my day. Not really. They're a little older. But still, I mean, I was talking about the people. We we. Beryl Davis, who I love and adore, the famous singer who sang with Frank Sinatra on your hit parade for years. Ma- um, uh, what the hell is his name? Bill Marx used to play piano for her. So it was a very, very nice little gang of all of us. And I loved it there, and I'm going to go back. Yeah, it was fun. We had a good time. Also, because uh, uh, we're going to call our first guest in a second, but... Uh What's her face? Goddess said she saw to Russia with hey the Jason Finney movie that we we uh, had him what? on last week. We didn't see it yet. We didn't see it because we didn't want to buy it that much. I wanted to stream it. Yeah, Jimmy's not spending twelve fifty at cheap bastard. <laughs> you believe him? I mean, Jason, forgive us if you if anybody. It'll gets be out on out. Netflix soon. You know, Jimmy, you got to loosen up. <laughs> can't I mean, help it. I know you're so cheap. Was your father cheap? Yeah, probably. probably. I don't know. See, my father used to throw money away. We got to like call, a- though. We got to call our first guest. So, Chad. Hi, Captain. Let's call Joe Lockett. Let's play something. Let's play um, uh, Let's play Aaron Paul's pop star. All right. All right, everybody. This is Aaron Paul's single pop star. Brand new. His new book, I Don't Care, came out last week. It's available, ah! everybody. And um, uh, I think you guys will like it. And we're going to get our first guest on the line, Mr. Joe Lockett. Oh, 
over me is like I'm in a fashion show. Give me a band and screaming fans. I'll take you motherfucker, cause you a place you can't understand. single is pop star his new book i don't care is available on amazon worldwide get it get it get it in the meantime um lot, lots of new people are uh hang on hang on uh i don't know what that is that better not work wanted to do okay. an update um uh-oh oh hang on hang on hang on uh oh gosh you guys sorry about this okay okay let's get rid of this it's the computer world i know it's weird all there right we are all right, everybody. So now, uh, uh, what the? There's no. Hey, Patrick Talbot's in the chat. And lots of people join us anyway. You guys, Joe, say something. Let's make sure we can hear you. Testing one, two, three. Testing there one, two, go. three. Can you hear me? <laughs> Absolutely. Hear you. Absolutely. All right, everybody. All right. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, famed television and radio host, Mr. Joe Lockett. Hello and welcome to the show. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, Ron. How y'all doing? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. It's hot here in Alabama. I had to run and get this interview because I said I got to hang out with the one and only Jimmy and run on the Jimmy Stu on the Jimmy show. I feel like a superstar now. It's 111 now, and I was not going to speak to you at all because I'm mad at you. You mad at me? Okay, Ron. What the hell are you mad at me for? You didn't ask to interview me, and I'm the one that's fun, interesting, and important. He's not. <laughs> Well, you know, Ron, Jimmy finally got with my people, and his people finally got back to me. Your people need to get with my people, Ron. I don't have people. <laughs> well, Ron, I'm going to tell you what. How about this? You with the main guy right now. We'll, you're welcome on my show anytime. 
good. I'd love to come on because I was in the car when Jimmy was interviewing. We were up in Malibu and I thought, gee, that's not a very, very great interview, Jim. You have to put more into it. You know, you got to get spicy and funny and you got to get, you know, kind of nasty at times. Jimmy, gotta, now, yeah. Jimmy, I'm a little mad at you, man, because why didn't you tell me you had the run in this car with you? Well, you he just acted like in- you was there by yourself. He was. He came at the end. He well, wasn't I in had, the whole I time. I had to pee really bad, so I had to go look <laughs> for a bathroom. And I found a bathroom, and I peed. When I came back, the interview was, you know, in, on its way. Hang but, on, uh, we have to introduce him, everybody. So now you've already met Ron, but this is the famed Ron Russell. So say hi, hi officially. Hi, I'm only kidding about being mad at you. Jimmy talks about you like you were like Moses or somebody. <laughs> so you know, I'm happy to meet you finally. Now that he's allowed it, the greedy little fuck. But anyway, <laughs> you know. Then we've got okay. So you got Ron. We got the man behind the boards. He's in Florida. His name's Chad Murphy. Say hi to Chad. Hey, Chad. How's it going, man? Welcome to the show, Joe Lockett. Thanks for taking the time. Yes, sir. Now we got a chat room full of people right now. We've got Australia, Germany, Canada, England, the United States, Estonia. I don't know, pretty much like all, a lot of major countries covered. So say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hey, everybody in the chat room, um, Australia, Africa, Jerusalem, all those places. We say hello to you. I speak a little Japanese, too, so hey to the people in Japan. There you go. They, and they say they love your accent. Well, he's Georgian. He's from Georgia. No, he's in Alabama. See, y'all, see, I don't even sound like I got the Southern accent. Why y'all tripping like glass? (laughs) No, because I have a Brooklyn accent, and you with your Alabama accent, they're going to have to get an interpreter to understand you and me both. See, Ron, you finna start some stuff, and we ain't even got started yet. Roll Tide. Alabama. No, Georgia. Oh, Alabama. No, I know, but Georgia, we have so many friends in Georgia, so I understand the accents are very similar. Georgia, Georgia Al- mad at us though. Georgia mad at us because we whooped their butts in the uh, in, in in college, so they mad at us right now. I oh, went to Florida. University of Florida, so. Uh, well, Florida mad too. They don't want none of the road ties. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so tell me, tell me, Joe, what makes you such a big shit? Like, who the hell are you? What's your big deal? So how come you're so important, fabulous? Well, the reason I'm a big shit there, Ron, is because I'm the big shit. Of course, man. I'm a <laughs> black guy. I'm a conservative in talk radio. I say what's on my mind. And that's why I am the S-H-I-T, as you so say, sir. <laughs> good, good. You're just like I want me. you to know that. Wait, every- wait. We, we tell it like it is you and I, Joe. We can get along really good. Let me tell you. I want to tell Sounds you that everybody. Good, man. You know, yeah, hey, I, wa- I am controversial, and I'm going to say what the hell is on my mind, Ron, just good. like you, sir. But, but, hang on, I, hang I on. Do. I, you know what, Joe? I don't believe you're black, and I don't believe I'm white. You know why? All wow. soul, everybody's soul is the same color. I love, now, I love that. Good now, you're going to so, agree on that one right just, there, Ron. Just think about it. Color's bullshit. Our soul is... Everybody's born with the same soul. Good point, Ron. I agree. I mean, look at me. I'm Italian. I, I lay out by the pool. I look like Joe's twin. I mean, give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> you I like t- my twin. Hang on, everybody. If I lay in the, I'm Italian. If I lay in the sun, forget about it. <laughs> I, I want to tell you, Joe, because like Aaron Paul is in the chat room. He's a pretty well-known pop star. And uh, he happens to be a part of the LGBT community. And everybody in the chat room is talking about how good looking you are in the chat room. The women and the men Uh-oh. both. So, like, hey, you got, like, hey, fans hey, all over. Hey, oh, the chat room know I'm a married, happy man, but I appreciate the compliments. I really do. <laughs> Uh-oh. And Jimmy said you got the fairies after you, too. Even the, <laughs> even the fairies think you're hot. Huh? Even the fairies think you're hot. All the gay queens. What are we going to do, boys? He's straight. He's married. So go get some. He has else. a beautiful wife, you guys. Her name's Michelle. He's got three fabulous children. 
He's a, he's a I I wrote some stats down. He's he's in the Who's Who in Birmingham. He's a Men of Influence Award winner. He's basically like Alabama's like coolest importer, exporter, person who living in Alabama in radio and television. I want to get back oh, to the Jimmy. I'm gonna hire you, man, because you got all my accolades right there. You're the best man. You're the best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> Listen, I want to ask you a question. If a gay sure. guy, came, if a gay guy came on to you, how would you get rid of him? How would I get rid of him? Yeah. <sighs> Let me see. I'm a. I, this is Jimmy. This is Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, right? Yes. That's right. You can say whatever. Okay, so I'm just gonna be frank with you, dude. Back up. <laughs> <laughs> you know I what? Don't, I don't get down like that. Hey, I respect hey, what Joe, you're Joe, doing, but I'm on. just not your type. So you know, Joe, stop it. Joe, Joe, never say to a gay guy back up because he might. <laughs> oh well, see, I'm learning something new, Ron. I'm learning something new. <laughs> don't say so back Ron, up, honey. Let me honey, ask the guy. He what is the sick. correct response? Because I don't want to be improper, and I want to, you know. You what, know what should the, I say? You know what the proper response is? Get the fuck out of here before I break your head, you queer. Oh. <laughs> no, it's not. We can say that. You can't See, say that. <laughs> you could. You could say the N word and get away with it. But no, we, I can't because I don't like the N word. I don't. I don't use. I don't like word. it either. I don't like it either. But you know, there's a way of saying it where it's not offensive, and there's a way that white people say it that it's very offensive. And that I learned from Angie B. Angie when I was in Georgia. I was in a room at a party with only black people. Don't, don't say it. No, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Jimmy and I were the only white people. And I said to the one person, I said, "Why is it you people could use the N word and it's okay, but if we use it, it's it's everybody goes nuts." They say because we put a G A at the end of it, and that makes it okay no that's a lie the well, n-word you know that, that's a lie that's a lie run we feel that we can use that word but it's not true man it's not true it's, it's I, derogatory I'm glad to hear that. Well, you know what i think if you use it in a way that it's not offensive it sort of gets rid of it years and years ago i had a friend of mine that if you mentioned the word fart in the front of her she'd go hysterical crying i mean she couldn't bear that word and i said to her i said louise keep saying the word over and over again when you're out in public and she did and you know what the word no uh -huh. longer meant anything to her we put too much stress on words that insult each other let's forget it just move on baby actually everybody in the chat room says they hate the word and they don't care who uses it nobody care. should yeah, use really, it it's See, just... i want the folks in the chat room on that one ron just just let the yeah. word go feel that way also but sometimes you know in movies they love to use fag faggot and the n-word and all the other words and i get very upset now, uh, the, the the discussion today about De Niro with Trump and what Trump said, what he said to Trump, you know, that's offensive. Who cares? But when De Niro was in the movie about a psychiatrist and he kept saying, I'm no fag, I'm no fag, I'm, over and over again, I walked out of the theater because I don't need to hear it derogatorily said where you're offended because somebody thinks you're gay. And that's the same right. thing with, with Spoke. If we if they have to say it in a movie because it's a word used years ago to make the part and the story come together, fine. But just to say it because you want to say it, fuck off. <laughs> first of all, we should tell everybody, you guys, the Joe Lockett show. First of all, he's he, he's got the coolest tag. It's like lock. What's it? What's it? Lock it in. Lock it in, man. Lock it in. 
Lock it in the Joe Lockett show, you guys, and his show is like love, hate, and debate. So he brings people on, and basically uh, he had me on. He was trying to get me going to get me like all fired up, so I would like be all pissed off, I think. But but uh, his whole show is a debate. It's a uh, you know you either like what they're saying, you hate what they're saying, or you want to like talk about what they're saying and give a different point of view. It's very interesting. It's a lot of fun, and he's got a lot of cool people on his show with him. And and they can well we're gonna hang on and they can hear your show. Tell everybody, dude, you got to get some plugs in. All right, you can catch my show on Saturdays, 4 to 7, here in Birmingham, Alabama. That's Central Standard Time for you, some of you guys, right? From 4 to 7 on WYDE, you can go to JoeLockettShow.com. Click on radio. Check it out. Lock it in. I will debate you anywhere you are. Australia, Israel, Jerusalem. I got you. Just lock it in at 4 o'clock on Saturday. I, I love that lock I it in that. thing. No, I love I got you. That reminds me of the, the, what's that comedian who used to go dress in drag and he'd say, I got you. He say, I'm, 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 "Remember him? I'm, I'm out there in my the limousine. Was what did he call limousine? I don't know who it is. Oh, what's his name? I love him. That fabulous comedian. Oh, oh, he, he, he was dressed in drag. He's a black guy. You know who he is. He's famous as all hell. And he say, I want oh. you. No, I want. Oh, you talking about a? I want you. I got you. I'm out in my my limo. What do you call the limousine again? His limo. Anyway, forget it. Is it Mama? No, oh, I love Big him. Mama. No, Big Mama, I love. <laughs> but no, this is the other one. He was on, nobody in the chat room knows that yes, one. Yes, so. he was on TV a couple of years ago. He had his own show, and he used to come out and drag, and he was like an ugly drag queen because he was. Oh, you know, you, I know who you're talking about. He's I, talking about uh, who's the guy who? Uh, he's, I got ja you, Jamie. Oh, wait, ja no. yeah. Uh, oh my God, isn't that terrible? The guy who was in the bad guy in the in the Spider-Man movie, two Spider-Man movies ago. Jamie Farrell. Jamie no. Fox. Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx Fox used to oh, do that okay, on okay, uh, okay, okay. I love That was like him. in Living Color. I think he used to do it on yes, Living Color. I, I yes, to, yes. I know who you're talking about. I used to cry from him when he said, I'm in my, my liquazine for limousine, and he's wearing Victoria's secretions instead of Victoria's Secret. He was just, whatever happened to Jamie Foxx? What are you talking about? He's like the biggest star on the Wait, planet. I don't see him. He's in a million. That's because you don't like it, like a lot of the movies that he does. Oh, he just killed They're violent. He does a no, lot of violence. Don't, don't Ron want. doesn't like the violent shoot me up movies. He's from the Turner Classic movie days so he likes gotcha. the movies with the stories and stuff i like the blow them up movies but it, the only ones he likes is the fast and furious because he likes jason statham no i also like the movie and the italian job was good oh, but, yeah, like but, the but i don't like it when they uh, show young people how exciting it is to machine gun down human beings i think that's a lot of reason why we have kids doing what kind what of movies do you school. like joe tell us what kind of movies you, you know, like i like movies that i can't figure out the ending to it you know that's, that's going to keep me going throughout the whole movie I don't like a movie that I can sit there and, and, and predict it in the first five minutes. Then you like, oh, yeah, you like, like Sixth Alf. Sense. I didn't know he was dead already. Sixth Sense. Yeah, was that Willis. was a good. That was a great movie. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. that was a good one. You like Alfred Hitchcock writing? Alfred yes, Hitchcock I'm like, I'm sort of like that. Yeah. Oh, they're just putting your Twitter in the chat room. Yeah, you guys follow Joe Lockett at Joe Lockett Show. Joe, so. can we send you some people that we know? Uh huh. I have a very, very dear friend. She's the most wonderful singer in the world, and she's doing fabulously now in Europe. She's knocking them down dead, and her name is Lily McLeod. Do you know who Lily okay. McLeod is? She's like one of the greatest like female singers she's you'll ever gorgeous. hear. She's gorgeous. She's absolutely gorgeous. She was on X Factor, the third season here in the United States. She came in fifth place. Now she's in Europe touring. And she's knocking them dead. And we don't represent her or anything. She's just a dear friend of mine. I'm working on some guests for his show. And I would love for you to en to interview her because she's uh, she just uh, she had a very hard life. 
a, a really, I mean, I, I'll let her expose, expose her life to you, but this woman, how she's alive today is a miracle, and it's all because she found the Lord, and I mean, I don't know if she's going to push that on you, but... <laughs> You know, but, well, you know what I mean. Lily, Lily feels that everything is, the Lord has guided her. Without the Lord, she'd still be what she was when she was a teenager, and it's shocking. Anyway, she's a wonderful performer, and I love her, and she's as beautiful as a beautiful woman could be. I'm, I'm working on him to get him some guests. But I want Lily because I he love wants, Lily. He doesn't, want, he doesn't want the nice guests. He wants people who will be controversial. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But you know the nice guests are fine sometimes because you know I need to come, I need to take it down a notch sometimes because yeah. people say I'm too I'm too hyper Jim I'm too hyper Ron. I love that I well, love you, that though you, you could also question her and say why do you believe it's God why don't you believe it's you that's doing all of this you know your voice you were born with your singing and your boyfriend books you all over the world so you know where's God so you could do that. I would with, with Lily, but you know. Aaron Paul wants to go on his show. Oh, Aaron Paul. Oh, that, forget <laughs> it. You talk about the gay guy hitting on you. This queen, forget <laughs> it. Yeah, but he's a superstar. He was uh, founded by. Uh, he was. He was discovered by Simon Cowell back in the day. He was run. in a big boy band. Paul, I'm. A, I'm a Jimmy. I'm gonna say this to you guys. My wife is sitting right next to me, right, and she's like, "Tell those fellas that they cannot have my husband." Well, okay. we, we don't we Let don't want you. Don't Joe, worry. Joe, He's my no, husband. I'm talking Wait. about the guys in the chat room. I ain't talking oh. about y'all too. I'm talking about the people in the chat room. Wait, Joe, if ever for some reason you become a latent homosexual and you come out. You come he, to us, we'll hook you up. Uh, no, Aaron, Aaron, <laughs> I see. Aaron Paul, Aaron Paul has the ass of asses. He's a, what does he call himself? He's Carmel colored. That's what he calls himself. And he's got from the, England. He's, he's from England. He's got the body of death, but you right. never... Even Diana Ross, when she put her fake ass on, doesn't look as good as Aaron's ass. Okay, Ron, you know you know you're not doing nothing for me, bro. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm a TNA guy, bro. I'm a TNA. Okay. <laughs> hey, everybody, so listen up. If you know anybody, what? I'm a T guy. If you guys just tuning in, this is this Leave is. You alone with that one, Ron. If you guys are just tuning in, this is Joe Lockett from the oh, Joe Lockett Show. He's the founder and CEO of Lockett in Media. <laughs> He's a radio and television host. He's a contributor to MSNBC. He's got Joe Lockett Mentoring Camp, Joe Lockett Learn Program. I mean, you. I have to say, like, I mean, no kidding aside, just to be all serious for a minute, like, I think it's very, like, inspirational how you do so many things that actually give back to the community. Uh, Thank you. Like, everything that hey, you do with I, mentoring. I need program. to plug my socks if I can, because you know I got this, my socks that I created for Puerto Rico. Yes, absolutely. Go ahead. Okay, so the socks, you guys, is called Walking in Faith Signature Socks. You can go to www.jlsocks.com. Tell us a little bit about it. There you go. He's even got it on there. Tell us a little bit about it, Mr. Joe Lockett. This sock I created. Actually, if you guys see here, uh, right here on the toy has my name on it, Joe Lockett. That's why they're signature socks. And the sock is actually Jimmy and Run, and to all the people in the chat room, how y'all doing? The socks is actually the Puerto Rican flag. And at the bottom of the sock, we call it walking in faith because it has Philippians second chapter, second verse. I created these socks. I want to walk in faith with Puerto Rico for what's actually going on over there. And my goal is to sell one hundred and twenty five thousand socks and give Puerto Rican a million dollars. So run uh, Jimmy, all the people in the chat room, I need you to go to www.jlsocks.com right now and help me get this thing moving. We're moving about 50, 50 pairs of socks a week, but we need to keep doing this thing because once I get one hundred twenty five thousand socks, so guess what? Puerto Rico is going to get a hundred dollars from the Joe Lockett show. Hundred dollars or a million dollars? A million dollars, I mean. <laughs> oh, I almost. Did I say hundred? I mean a million. 
I, yeah, we're going to give a million dollars. 25% of the proceeds are actually going to Puerto Rico. Actually, Gata says she wants one. She's from Puerto Rico. Was that room. a Freudian slip to $100? <laughs> now you're starting to sound like somebody we know in Washington. But anyway. <laughs> this has nothing to do with politics. This is where we come together, Ron. Ron, see, you like to start shit. Stop it, Ron. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know the buttons to push because I'm going to get you crazy. Okay, you guys, but hold on. Let's tell them one more time, everybody. It's www.jlsocks.com. 25% goes to charity. It's called Walking in Faith. And uh, it's another thing that Joe Lockett's doing to give back to the world. And I, I really do honestly think that that's like really like a great thing that you do to use your celebrity and stuff to help the community. Now, Joe, here we yes. go. Here we go. Do you think you look like someone from the Planet of the Apes? Um, hell no. So what do you think Roseanne meant when she said it? And do you think they did the right thing by kicking her fat fucking ass off the show? Yes. I think she meant it in a derogatory type manner. I think she was being, uh, I think she was being racist myself personally. She know better. Because she claims it was a joke and black people don't have a sense of humor anymore and everybody's so offended by little things. I don't think that was a little thing comparing black people to a monkey. Excellent. You know, that's what they used to do years ago, you know, down south, Alabama, as you know. Right to call black people uh, they know they believe that black people were half monkey and half human i think that's what the, the derogatory thing was mm-hmm. now you lose that stigma we all look like fucking monkeys i mean we you know i see so many monkeys in the movies they do things that we do they pick the gnats out of each other they kiss they <laughs> peel bananas for each other you know we did come from the ape you know that's the evolution uh-huh. but to call it now it's horrific when she's, I hated that bitch anyway, because she used to say, <laughs> no, she said fag and faggot all the time. My friends, I know somebody that I can't say what, but he's connected with her and he used to be offended by her because everything was, oh, that fag or this fag, everything. Only she was perfect. You see, and everybody else was gorillas, fags, Jews or whatever the hell they are. But she was wonderful. She, they should shoot her. Roxanne, I mean, uh, Roseanne knew what she was doing, Ron. She uh, she intentionally said what she said. She tried to walk it back once she lost her money. But I'm glad they fired her. I'm glad they fired but her, why too. why would anybody in their right mind say such a thing? Maybe she's not. She's just crazy enough. Because she thinks you can get away with it. Mm. Yeah. She, she, I'm happy, though, that, ever, that she realizes no, she that she honestly thought it was funny and that zillions of white people would find it charming and funny and laugh at the expense of all the black and people. Donald Trump, and Donald Trump's son retweeted that shit, too. Like, I don't know if that was in the news or not, but like I saw Donald Trump. I think they oh. unretweeted it out real quick. Maybe he. <laughs> well, you know, we have a thing, you know, we have platforms and we have to be responsible. You know, it's OK to be funny, but we have to be kind to one another. You know, attack somebody's policies, attack something they said. But she came out the blue and said that and attacked the woman for no reason. That was completely wrong because of the platform she holds and who she is as a celebrity. She shouldn't have did that. And the woman she attacked is an accomplished woman, an intelligent, well-educated, well-respected woman. I mean, what is wrong with that? Ugly bitch. Anyway, Ron doesn't like her. Oh, I hate her. <laughs> Ron didn't like her before I, that. Hey, Ron, oh, just uh, tell us how you truly feel, okay? No, no. She had a million facelifts, the fat slob. And you know, naked, she must be like drapery. Her skin and her body must be hanging. Ron. Her pussy you can't Ron. find because her oh, belly sh- covers it. Okay, go easy, go easy. <laughs> go easy, man. I know, but he's a, he's a conservative Christian. <laughs> well, now he's not. Now he's corrupt like me. Ron, you scared me right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, who, who, what's like, the, what, what's like one of the most uh, uh, coolest guests that you've had on your show 
you know, that has created either controversy or just got lots of people super interested in what when, you do. When Ron Russell goes on. <laughs> you know, the coolest guest that I can say that I had, you know, Mike Tyson's wife, Robin Givens? Mm. Yeah, sure. Love her. Love her. Can you believe when I first started my radio show, I got her in my, because my radio show started at 6 o'clock in the morning, you know, trash time. Mm. Yeah, I right. got Robin Givens. In my studio at six o'clock in the morning to do my show. That is the most famous and interesting guest I could say I ever had because I never thought she would actually come. And I, she was in Alabama. She was doing a play called uh, Joy in the Morning for her mom. And I reached out to her people and she actually showed up, guys. And she won't stay five minutes. She stayed the whole show. Nice. There you go. Good. Well, congratulations. Th th there are many people out there who are giving and wonderful. When I started my TV show on Time Warner Cable, it's called Set the Record Straight. I went to my buddy, best friend, Jane Russell. Do you remember the movie star, Jane Russell? Yes. He might not, he yes. might not be old enough. And I asked her, I said, <laughs> would you do an interview show with me as a demo? And she said, absolutely, honey, for you, anything. And that's how come I got to go on TV because Jane wow. Russell was kind enough and good-hearted enough. There are people out there who are big names and big stars, and they do help uh, people who are starting off. We should tell people, too, though, because you're not just a radio show. you got a TV show, too, on Monday nights, right? Yes, i got a TV show, but here's the I'm going to let y'all finna get some exclusive news right now because okay, I had not even this out in Alabama right now. Okay, good. This TV show that I'm doing right now, we're going to go into um, – we're going to close this season out. But, y'all, come August, I'm going to be on TV five days a week. Yay! And the new show is going to be called Outspoken with Joe Lockett. And guess what? It's going to be prime time, 6 to 7 p.m. every day. And the people can call in to the show. And y'all think I'm controversial now. Oh, my goodness. Outspoken with Joe Lockett. I'm going to be off the chain. I can't wait. Congratulations. Well, listen, I have a question. Thank you. Do you have a sponsor? He has all kinds of sponsors. We're working on them, and we, we, we need all the sponsors in the world, Ron. How, how do you get sponsors? You know, I'm in slave labor here. I don't get paid. We don't make money. We don't have a sponsor. I've been doing this show for almost six years for free. Don't you think, like, Jimmy should at least give me the money to put concrete patio in our house? <laughs> yeah, Jimmy. You slave labor, man. That's wrong, Jimmy. What's wrong with you? He does. Absolutely. <laughs> wait, wait. Go back. Uh, no, wait. So five days a week, and then you're going to have the radio show on Saturdays. Yes, yes. We're going to be on five days a week, six to seven um, every single day, uh, where we're going to be accepting live phone calls and going to, with the, the different debates of the day. And then I'm going to have my love-hate debate radio show, which is the number one show in Alabama, from four to seven on Saturdays. Nice. I love it. Well, when so I do you get more people who love, more people that hate? or what, like, what do you get the most of? Or do you try to even it out? Or you don't actually know, because when people call, you have no idea what they're going to say. I don't know what they're going to say, but here's the thing. People can call my show, whether you're a Democrat, Republican, or independent conservative. It doesn't matter. People love, but most of the time they hate. But by the time they finish the conversation, we can agree to disagree. But Ron and Jimmy, guess what I always tell them? What? I love you. And we keep there it moving. Nice. No, that's cool, man. Everybody well, should be yeah. able to have a conversation. Yeah. You don't have to agree, but you should still be able to You well, say what you think. We that, say what we you know, think. I have a bitch on my Facebook page. I won't name her, who I know for years now. She's been with me for years. And I wrote something about Trump that was absolutely not even derogatory or mean. I simply said I'm disappointed in Donald Trump because he did not let the month of June be uh, Gay Pride Month. He took it away. And, I, and he mm -hmm. made promises to the gay people that he would help us and support us. Also, the thing he did with the military 
we gay people don't like. Well, she said to me, don't you dare write anything about Trump, remove it. She went on and on and on. And I said, honey, this is a free country. Don't you tell me what the fuck I should write or not. I don't tell you. I don't give a shit what you write, let alone tell you what you write. But I won't block her. All I do is I never like anything she does. So now when she right. writes stuff, I don't do like. But I won't block because everybody has the right to say what they want to say. And when I come on your show, I'm going to make you crazy. Uh-oh. <laughs> as long just know that we're on Terrestrial Real Radio and they will find me if we use these words that you've been using. We, ain't y'all been oh, using no. we can't do that, Ron. Because oh. Oh, I have to dump this call and I've been in a lot of trouble. You're not, you're not a um, unscripted, uncensored, unfiltered show? No, we're not. No, yes, no. you are. You're you're uncensored. You just can't use bad language. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, okay, we'll take it to that anything? point. But I have to tell you, I got we got to put a bill of figure to run. Mm-hmm. Ron will run way too far, and I'll be in trouble by the time he get off air. So you Ron, know, you got to be careful what? when you come on. You know what? I'll replace oh fuck with oh gee gosh darn heck. Perfect. Sounds good. <laughs> you kind of like love it. So, what are like some of your hot topics? Like, what now? You got you got your show on. What are like some of the hot topics? You're you're. I mean, you're a conservative, right? Yes. Does that, does that mean you're pro-Trump, or do you not say what you're pro and against? Well, you know, I I don't mind telling people. I'm transparent, um, Jimmy. Um, Trump is our president. Let me say that. Yes. And that's about all. That's about far as I go with it. I like Donald Trump before he became our president. Now, you know, there are certain things I like that he's doing, but him, the person, the character that he's doing on a daily basis, I do not like. Mm-hmm. So I can't say. I would say it's a broke clock is right twice a day. So yes. I'm not a Trumper. <laughs> I'm not a Trumper, but some of the things I see he's doing, it is working. But at the end of the day, after four years or eight years, I read his report card and I, I judge him fairly. There you go. I don't like when they do nude pictures of him, like making it with uh, Chon- Kim, you know, the, Kim Jong Un, Kim Jong, whatever. They have oh, the two Kim. of them. They have the two of them having sex. That's good. Or they show pictures of his wife, nude pictures. You know, yeah. they have, have a That's son. Wrong. They have, of course it's wrong. They have a young son who has to live with this. That poor boy. My heart goes out to him that his mother's called a prostitute, a whore, a, a model. The father's called a, a by all De, kinds of bad De Niro, fuck you. I mean, this poor boy has to listen to his parents being ripped to shit. I think that's disgusting and disrespectful. Stick it on if, policy. Wait a minute. If you don't like Donald Trump, state why you don't like him. But don't do exactly. like. Don't bully him and don't be a child and put posters on Facebook of all kinds of stupid things. Uh, I mean, you had to see the things. Donald Trump was a toilet bowl once. His mouth was open. I mean, this is disrespectful. Other other countries look and they say, look at the mentality of the the Americans. They're children. They're stupid. Look at how they disrespect their president. Don't like him. Don't vote for him. And don't give a crap about him. But don't disrespect him. Don't disrespect them. Yeah, I agree. Still a human being. And we humans must not disrespect each other. We have to learn to share the planet. We all have different thinking, different ideas, different backgrounds, different heritages. Let's everyone respect everyone. And not bully anybody. Bullying is the most destructive kind of weapon anybody can use. It causes suicides in schools among children, and the killers that go in schools and kill all those children have been bullied. So, bully to bullying. There you go. Preach, preacher. No, I actually, I, I totally agree. Like, I think I, I'm not really, a, I'm not a Trumper. 
Um, but I do think he's the president. I think if you have a problem with this policy, let's talk about the actual problem with the policy and what you think right. without making fun of the man himself or his wife or his kids or anybody else. You know, they have nothing to do with it. Like, stick to policy, stick to the facts of what's real and what's not real and, and go that way. And, and, and whether you like him or not, he's the president. He should be respected the same way if you... Yeah, but my heart goes out to that little boy. I mean, can you imagine what that little boy... They must try to hide everything they can, but he still hears kids in school saying, saw a hot picture of your mother. She's a good pissy ass. Your father's a douchebag. I mean, that poor boy has to hear all of this horrible shit. And everybody out there, if you don't just... If you disagree with me, how would you like your children to hear this crap and smut about you. There you go. I know. I was living in, in Garden City, Long Island, a very high-scale uh, town. And when the word was out that I was living with my then-partner, gay, raising two daughters singly, my daughter had to hear things like, oh, your father's a fudge packer, your father's a fag, your father's a queer. My daughter had to hear all of that. And I had to go up to school and say, is there any way that we can control this? And the school said, Oh, they're children. We can't. So that was the kind of thing the schools did. They didn't care. So, I mean, I was at at a, at a, a, a recital, and there was a piano the lady was playing, and there was a swastika carved in with a knife on the piano. And I objected to it, and I said, listen, that's disgusting. All the Jewish kids see a swastika on your piano. It's so obvious. Remove it. Six months later, I went back to see another play the kids were doing, and it was still there. So, wow. you tell me what you think. Tell me what you would do. For me, if I saw something like that, you know, yeah, wrong is wrong. Kid. Now, if, if, it's, it's my, if, if it's my kid, I couldn't be president. They've been fired me. Yes. Right. <laughs> now, <laughs> I'm just being honest. I can't run for politics because I'm going to say what's on my mind. Then I'm going after the person, that, especially if you're going after my family. I don't have the temperament to actually sit back and have that tough skin as people in politics do. I just don't have it. I don't either. But I would like to know how parents, parents, people or the parents that are doing these things on Facebook, my question to them is how would you like it if your family was attacked because you didn't like somebody's politics? I mean, nobody attacked Obama, and yet I used to hear a lot of slurs about Obama. And his wife with her swinging arms, and she wears short dresses, and she's got ugly legs. I mean, what is this bullshit? What is this bullshit? Why must people be this way? Why must people critique and be evil and be mean and be offensive? Why? Why? Well, you don't like Roseanne. I can answer that, Ron. Okay, wait, wait. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Roseanne is, a, Roseanne is a witch. <laughs> okay, okay. Because he doesn't usually condemn people. He just doesn't like Roseanne. But go ahead. Answer it, Joe. I can answer that, Ron. America, I mean, just human beings in general, we like to see a train wreck happen. Yeah. That, that is the that's, that is a human instinct. We love to see a train train wreck happen and talk about it. That's what that's we are doing. Not me. Not me. Not me. No, but think about reality no. TV. When everything is going good on a reality TV show, nobody wants the to watch it. All they want to do is see people pulling their hair and fighting and screaming right. and all Look that kind news. of stuff. Yep, you're right. Yeah, but I was very Jerry Springer. Yes, Jerry Springer. Yes, Jerry Springer. Right. Yes, you're right. I was very. Tell me the last. Tell me the. Tell me the famous person on Jerry Springer that you know. Tell me his last guest. Who? <laughs> No, oh, I don't even know. Oh, I don't know. I don't watch Jerry but Springer. But we all know the word Jerry Springer, right? Because Absolutely. Right, it's a train wreck on TV. Mm. Yes. Well, I don't watch that kind of junk. Well, and all that Real Housewives stuff, that's all train wreck. Yeah, exactly. Stuff. Well, you see, I was very fortunate because I was born in Brooklyn. And I was raised in Brooklyn part of my life. In Brooklyn, 
there was no such thing as nationality. I had Jews for friends, blacks for friends. I had one Asian friend, um, white friends. We were all together in, the, in Flatbush. I mean, Christ Almighty, Flatbush was the melting pot of Brooklyn. I mean, you were everything in Brooklyn. And it wasn't until I grew up and went to the whitey neighborhoods, you know, the very affluent whitey neighborhoods, where they suddenly say, well, you know, we don't have any Jewish people here. or We don't have any black people here. And I said, well, what the fuck am I doing here? You know, I moved to the wrong neighborhood. I want my kids to grow up with everybody. I don't want my right. kids to be blue-eyed blondes. You know, I remember oh, when, because we were Italian and we moved to Long Island, people came down the block to see us because we were different. We were dark. These were all Irish, English, waspy people. And they came to see us. I mean, to look at the Italians. What kind of bullshit is that? So... All right, so hold on. My point was made. I want to get because I, I want to like I want to get some promotional stuff Go in here now for Joe. Pro Joe, he's wonderful. I can't wait to do his show. <laughs> he's fabulous, Joe Lockett. All right, you guys. First of all, this is Joe Lockett. Follow him on Twitter and at Joe. Sensational at Joe Lockett Show. You guys, Joe gives back to the community. I want him to tell us a little bit about some of these programs he's got going. He does the, the Joe Lockett Mentoring Camp, Joe Lockett Learn Program, which I guess they gave over the last couple of years four thousand book bags to to needy ch children, right? To needy children. Yes, we actually we do have a book book bag drive that we do each and every year, and you know parents, you know, so they have to spend so much, and a lot of parents have like three or four kids, so spending fifteen dollars per unit for three or four kids is a lot. So yes. what we did was we, we we reached back into the community, and a lot of uh, comp businesses and actually Alabama people showed up on my radio show, and they brought book bags with supplies in it for the kids, and then we gave it out here at one of our big malls, and we do that each and every year. I think that's fantastic. That's, Thank that's you. And what is the Joe Lockett's mentoring camp? The mentoring camp is one of these things that we do during the summertime. We have we um, we do it for free, and it's fifteen girls, fifteen boys, or twenty girls or twenty boys, and we have people from all walks of life, blue collar, white collar, come in, and we separate the two the um the two genders, the boys and the girls, and we have people come through the whole week talking to them about the different things that they can do in life and then listening to the kids and seeing what they want to do in life and trying to match them up and let them know that they can be anything that they want to be. Love it. I think that's Wonder fantastic. Wonderful. Now, Roseanne, again, instead of saying what she sh said, that bitch, she should have come to you with some money and said, Joe, I want to help you do what you're doing because you're doing a terrific thing. And I got a lot of money. Instead of doing a destructive <laughs> thing and a hurtful thing like she did. I'll never get over that. So, you guys, this is Joe Lockett. Follow him on Twitter. He's the Joe Lockett Show on Alabama Cable Network. Is that You'll still be on the Alabama Cable Network? Yes, we're still going to be on Alabama Cable Network. It's just going to be from 6 to 7. And then they can actually watch the show once you start in August. You can go to my website, Joe Lockett Show, click on TV, and you guys can watch me live, chat with us and everything. It's JoeLockettShow.com. I'd like to say something yes. about gay people because Jimmy and I are married and we're gay. People hate gay people. A lot of people do. I want the world out there to know black people were not accepted in the 60s. They couldn't use the same toilet. They couldn't go in the restaurants and they had to ride in the back of the buses. And if a black person moved in a neighborhood, the white people moved out. But in the late 1940s, Gay people were hanging out with black people, having sex with black people, falling in love and marrying black people. And we never, ever, ever had prejudice against black people. So therefore, I think gay people are far better than some of the white people that, <laughs> that hate because there's no, there's, there's no discrimination. Gay people accept and love everybody because we know 
as the black man, as the Jew man, as everybody knows what discrimination is and how hurtful it is and the, the, the denial of allowing you to have a job being fired or kicked out of a house because of your religion, color, or nationality is pathetic. Joe? Ron, let me ask you a question. Can I, can I ask you guys a question? Yeah, sure absolutely. Can. And I want to be free and I want to be open. I don't mean no disrespect. No. But I guess me as being a straight man, the only thing, I don't have any, you know, homophobic things like that, but I guess the thing that I see in culture today is that I see it's kind of being shoved down our throat. Um, each time you look on TV, you know, each time you see, it's kind of being pushed on us. So I kind of feel like, you know, I understand what is, you know, what is happening in our culture, but, you know, can't I be straight and be okay with that? Yeah, Absolutely. but also you said something very, very important. It's been said now, oh my God, so many black people on television, so many commercials with black people. Oh my God, they're doing commercials with a black and a white married. Oh my God, look, a mulatto child. Oh my okay. God, look, look, I see look. Your point. It's the same thing. They're shoving black down our throat. You want to look at it that way? We are here. You're here. Okay. And mm -hmm. we need to be here. We need to be equally here. We don't have enough gay on television. I look at old heterosexual shit. I don't see a gay couple in a gay situation. Okay. The way black people used to say, Lena Horne used to say it. She said, you go to the movies, honey, you don't see black people. You just see white people. Okay? Or we, point. Or she, so, Lena Horne used to say, hang on, or, hang on, wait, finish, wait, 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 I want to finish. Lena Horne said, and me that I look mulatto, they accept. But Lena Horne noticed. When she sings, she never looks at the camera. She looks up at the sky. You know why? Because down south in Alabama, when a movie played and Lena Horne came out to sing, if a white man was looking at her and she was looking directly at him, he was offended and would leave the theater. How do you like that? I see your point. And I guess, you know, just like when the blacks um, were getting on TV and things like that, I'm in the same position. It makes me uncomfortable. But like I tell people, it's okay for me to be uncomfortable and say that because it's going to take time for me to get used to that. It's that I don't have a problem with it, but it does make me uncomfortable. But that don't make you not my friend, Ron. That don't make you not my friend, Jimmy. Does that make sense? Yes. But well, what makes you uncomfortable? The fact that we sleep together? We're human beings. No, 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 We're no, 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 no. It, What makes me uncomfortable, Ron, is this. For me, I don't want to see two men kissing. Don't mean I don't like you, but that's what, just something wait, I don't want to see. What fucking business is it of yours whom I kiss? I don't give a shit if you no, kiss No, he's a, saying he doesn't no, want to see I know it. that, but I don't give a shit if you kiss a statue. See, Ron okay? want to fight with me. Ron, I'm, no, not, he I'm, I'm not fighting. I'm asking, I'm asking, man. I'm he's asking. No, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. No, I'm not fighting with you, but what I'm trying to do is bring out, mind your own business. I don't give a shit who you're with. White, yellow, green, blue. It's your yeah. choice. I respect you. He's not saying you. you. He's saying people no, wait, in general. You, yeah, in general. If it upsets you to see two men kissing, why don't you think of this way? How beautiful, how beautiful is it that they're sharing love and they're not hitting each other. They're not killing each other in a war. They're not being prejudiced on, against I wanna, each like, other. Jump. I get but to wait jump a minute. In. I just want to finish my point and then I'm done because You're I'm never tired. Done. I'm, well, not when it comes to <laughs> issues like this. These are my, I fight for, listen, I fought for black people way back before anybody knew. All these straight jerk offs didn't know what the hell it was all about. Hang on. I want to bring something up though because I think that. Um, I, I think that black, uh, not black people. I think that gay people in a problem have a lot of problems in the media because yes, I do think that some things get thrown down your your throat, and I think that the media always picks out 
not a good representation of the, the LGBTQ population. Because not all of us wear dresses. Not all of us are all really effeminate and everything. We have a house. We have two dogs. We have a picket fence. You know, like right. we're like normal and we're not out running around the streets naked, you know, doing all the weird stuff that that. that but those are the only kind of people that ever get uh, shown in the media, basically, is like right. the, the the small person, you know, the 10 percent of the gay people who are all like uh, super flamboyant and extravagantly different. You know, those well, are the ones that become. May the ones- I say the same thing about how they show black people? They, right. love I, I to, never, right. they love to show black people as burglars, murderers, rapists, true. killers. Every time you watch the news. They don't show a Joe Lockett. No, of course not. <laughs> Every time you watch the news. And ladies and gentlemen, this murderer, a black man, killed 17 women and raped 43 children. Uh, he's a black man. They make sure they stress that black man shit. Well, they do the same thing with gay people because that's what upsets people. People go, oh, those friggin' Black people, look what they do. They should be all dead. Look at them. They're horrible. Go back to Africa. We hate every one of you. Like they tell us, you know, you fags, you fucking queers, you mentally ill bastards. You should all die. AIDS. AIDS came to kill the faggots. When in fact, more black people have died from AIDS than white people. If you want a statistic, because I have a foundation and I know Africa for years has been suffering from AIDS. Okay. For years, long before it came to the United States. But nobody talks about the black people who died from AIDS. Who gives a shit? They're black. Let them die. We get rid of them that way. Less, more less blacks, the better. The same thing with the fags. Let the fags die. I'm so happy they got AIDS. Clean those fags out of here. We don't want them. This is the sick mentality of evil people on this planet. And anybody out there that hears this and thinks that way, don't watch my show anymore. <laughs> See, Jimmy, I'm controversial. That's what I do. Love, hate, debate. No, absolutely. Well, and you know, you got one here that don't pull punches. I told you, though. Actually, like, I was worried when we first had you uh, scheduled that I was like, I don't know how this is going to go, honestly. But I love But then when I went on your show, I knew it was going to be fine because I knew because uh, I no. ha- heard you. I knew you were, you know, you're open and you talk about things and, and you may not agree with everything, but you get to have your thoughts. We get to have our thoughts and the world gets yeah. to hear our thoughts because a million people, yeah, millions of people are going to hear this. Joe is so sensational. You know why? He opens doors for me. He opens doors for me to come in and say what I want to say. And that's what I love about you. Most people are so terrified to open those doors. They, they hide them. They're ashamed. They're embarrassed to discuss what's going on in our planet today. Well, we the got to pl- learn how to, what I call, Ron, is I call it a TC. You got to learn how to have a tough conversation, right? Yes. Exactly, and so exactly. even though you, I may not like what you're saying, you may not like what I'm saying, but people need to see that we can have that conversation. And at the end of the day, yeah. I still can go have a beer with you. I may disagree with what you just said, Ron, but we good. But I'm also hoping that maybe I've said something that will give you food for thought and you will you think did. about it and, you know, say, you know, Ron was right. I'm objecting to gays on television. But what about the whites that are objecting to all the gay- blacks on television, which we have more black people on television now? more than in the history of the world. We have a whole channel of black. We have so many black stars. Hollywood has more black actors because of what's his name? The black actor, Will. Uh, Will Smith. Will Smith opened that door. Good for Will. When he said Hollywood does not hire. Well, he's enough. not the only one who says no, that. No, but he. <laughs> Every, everybody says no, that. No, but he wouldn't accept an award because he felt. But so now we need to get it. some gay people out there like that too, because like there's a lot and of gay we, actors, but they don't. Need, they, but nobody well, knows they're gay. Mostly, what we need to do is embrace each other, and remember one thing: everybody has a right to do, feel, and become who they are. 
we all have a short amount of time here. We don't have time. I have a saying, you don't like me because I'm gay? Get out of my way. I have a life to live. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. So Joe Lockett, you guys, follow him on Twitter, at Joe Lockett Show. Uh, watch him on television. You can go to JoeLockettShow.com to get all the information since I don't know uh, all of it. But if you go to Joe Lockett Show, you can follow him on everything. He's very well known, very well respected, very sometimes controversial in the topics he no, likes to talk not, about. He's, he's also very intelligent. He's very intelligent. He and he's outright. I like and I like him. And he's from Alabama, everybody. Roll Are you actually from Alabama? Yes, sir. Roll Tide. There you go. Jimmy, Jimmy's father was from Alabama. No, Kentucky. Oh, same thing. No, it's not the same thing. <laughs> I bet he won't think it's the same thing. Alabama. No, it's the same, Rod. It's not the same. <laughs> Kentucky, Alabama, Georgia, it's all one big no, state. No, it's not all one big state. That's hilarious. So, everybody, this is Joe Lockett. Oh, Joe, is he going to go? We have to go because we have oh, another guest in 10 Joe, minutes. Oh, Joe, Joe. Well, hang really... on, everybody. So, and buy the socks. It's socks. a good Stay thing down. Joe's doing. You guys go to walking in, uh, get the walking in face signature socks by going to jlsocks.com. Uh, 25% of the uh, the proceeds go to charity to help the people in Puerto Rico. And uh, we really want everybody to follow Joe on Twitter and support his show because he's doing a great thing. And uh, whether you love it hate it, you and uh, you want to get locked in, locked, 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 what is it? Locked in, locked in media. Get it locked in with Joe Lockett, you guys. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks, Ron. Uh, we want to say, I hope one day to meet you and shake your hand, my friend, for what you're definitely, doing. Definitely, we'll make it happen. I, I, I really and truly respect and admire the fact of the socks. I think it's wonderful. Too bad, you know who doesn't support you, that bitch. But anyway, <laughs> with the socks. I but mean, I tell you what, uh, Jimmy, uh, well, we, I, I got your email address, and uh, send me your address, and I'll send you around both a pair of my socks. I don't, go. I don't wear socks. He doesn't wear them. I do, we though. we live in Palm Springs. It's 111. Hey, Ron, you know somebody that wears socks, right? Yeah, he'll, yes. he'll gift them to someone I will. Needy. I'll gift okay. them to somebody you with money. You know somebody got a big following that got money, right, Ron? Yes. <laughs> yes. I promise. I'll give them to someone who I'm going to say when I give them to him. You got to go on this site. Help Joe out. Push this. That's what I need, Ron. You don't have I pro- to wear them, but I you got to pass my it word. to somebody that can also, I you know what, Joe? I give you my word, Joe, I you, will. You guys got to like work on some tweets about the sock thing, because I don't see you tweeting about the sock thing, because we can get that out there again right. when I come behind and, it. And, and I'll photograph the socks and put them on all my publications. And we want to thank James, too, and now I forgot. What's James's last name? James Clark. Clark. I, I knew that. We want to thank James Clark. Hopefully he's listening for helping set this whole thing up. That's Joe's people who reached out to my people. And uh, so we want to And thank- I hope I shook everyone's bush. What? What's a you don't what? know that expression? Don't no. shake my bush? No. no. Well, that. you're not from Brooklyn. Okay. In Brooklyn, if we He's got laughing, a- but he doesn't know, He probably doesn't know either. He's no. just being polite. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 Joe. I don't know what the hell you're talking about, Ron, but okay. <laughs> no, don't you know what a bush is? Come on, guys. Uh, like a lady? I know bush? what a bush no. is, but I don't know if you're talking about the same bush I'm talking about, Ron. Well, men have a bush also. So if a guy says it, it's a male bush. If a woman says it, it's... Well, women don't have bushes anymore. Now they have airline strips. Where the <laughs> Airports or something. No, they no, they strip. They wax them. They wax them into a strip. What landing strips? I oh think. my God! They're Moving freaking on. out Whatever. in the chat room. Well, you know what? That's why our show's number one, and we have four and a half billion viewers because we are controversial. <laughs> and Ron Russell doesn't blow smoke up anybody's ass, and he says what he wants to say. And if you don't like it, go fuck yourself and change the channel. You don't have to listen. <laughs> <It is. laughs> Joe, thank you so much. We'll definitely Joe, be in touch. Joe, 
You could be my 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 clone. We think alike, baby. We're, we're really out. Man, I love you guys. Stay locked in. I'm gonna stay locked in to you guys. I'll see you guys on Twitter. And Ron, I look forward to having you on my show, man. Oh, I would love it. With Thanks, Joe. And I'll be clean Thanks, and man. nice. Thanks, All right, bye bye. Thanks again, Take Joe. Care. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Joe. Also, Eileen says she wants to interview him, so we'll oh, uh, he's hook a him good, up. He's got, like me, I love people like that that have the balls to come forward and say what it's all about. I oh. mean, he really brought up some topics and issues that really needed addressing. Like, you know, he doesn't like seeing gay people on television kissing and stuff. Well, there's a lot of people he that don't. He like, doesn't want to see him kissing. He didn't yeah, he, he doesn't like watching. He said, I don't like watching two men kiss. Well, you know, I straightened that one out. Everybody has a right to kiss whoever they want. Right, Eileen? There you go. So they said, she said that uh, Hannah Clive says in, in Great Britain they have people uh, all the time uh, kissing on TV for years. Well, I don't understand how a, a group of people who have been, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't think of the word. But a group of people who have not been accepted by society doesn't accept another group of people who are not accepted by society. I would think that blacks and Jewish people and gays and everybody that's been discriminated against should get band together and say, listen, we all came in here the same way. We're all going to go out the same way. Pat Grant says, Ron, I love you. Pat, by the way, joined us, you guys, during the conversation, but I couldn't bring that in. So Pat Grant joined us. She's from Canada. She runs our Jimmy and Ron fans uh, Twitter account. And uh, somebody else, Dave from Stars Now UK, Hi, jumped in. And uh, Eileen is there. Let's see. I don't know. A bunch of people came in. You guys, I'm sorry. It went by so fast, and, and it didn't really fit to interrupt in the conversation. So if I missed you, I apologize. But we want to thank all you guys uh, for joining us today with Joe Lockett. We got our next guest, Jeffrey Cantor, coming on I in cannot wait to do the Joe Lockett show. I think I'm going to you know, make it really his show's going to take off after I'm on that show. <laughs> he's actually he's the number one show in Alabama. He's big. Oh, well, we're number one show all over the world. We beat him. I know. Oh. That's because we can curse and he can't. Well, we, I, I, we have <laughs> and a, we bring on really famous people and he brings on more controversial people. Well, we people. have a bigger one than he does. <laughs> we're gonna Probably do, not in real life. Gonna, <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's not true what they say about black men. I had a friend of mine, a gay guy, and I asked him, I said, is it true that all black men are hung? are hung like 10, 11 inches? He said, no way. He said, you get some gorgeous black guys, they whip out three inches. And I thought, wow, how sad is that? Chad, how are you doing? Are you having a heart attack? A heart attack? Why am I having a heart attack? Don't you agree with me, Oh, I, I see Jimmy McCreary, you guys, is back in the chat room, too. We missed him. Jimmy, hello, hello. Welcome back. Uh, we're happy to see you guys there, and... Uh, um, and I got to do a plug for the well, thing we're going to. I want to just, Chad, I know you long time and I know you hate prejudice of any kind. And I know that you're open minded to the world and you're understanding. And um, so, you know. Well, when I heard that, I'm like, in my mind, I don't want to see anybody kissing. When you kiss somebody in public, you know, like a smooch or something, I love you. But when you're, when you turn into lust and, and a, uh, you know, a social atmosphere, I don't even see anyone doing that in public. I've never seen a gay couple kissing like that in public. I don't public. think I've seen that either. I've seen more like straight people. You know, they get, they're drunk and they start eating each other's faces, you know, by one <laughs> or two in the morning. You know, like, you know, the funny part is in 1955 and 56, Central Park, New York, used to have a big dance in the yeah. in the dome. It was a big the night dome. out. We'd all be dancing. And then you'd walk on the lanes and you'd see all the couples, you know, sailors and whatever, sitting there kissing their girlfriends 
as you walk through the park. And it was a beautiful sight. I remember that because love was in the air. Love was yeah. blooming all over. Nobody back then was feeling up or right. chewing faces. It was polite <laughs> making out. Uh, it, right. it, the world has changed. Yes, Today, if you don't have the, your tongue down their throat <laughs> exactly. coming out their ass, it's not a kiss. Thank you. So also we want to say uh, Patrick Talbot uh, is ghostly beard on Twitter is in the chat room. Lots of people came in, you guys, so I'm sorry we missed all you guys. He says in France there's no problem with people kissing on TV either. Anyone? I think kissing is absolutely the ultimate compliment you can give someone. I know when I kiss my children, my heart beats. What about when you kiss me? I fall asleep. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? That Listen to terrible. him. That's that's a joke. Everybody know. knows I'm kidding. When I kiss you, my eyes roll in my head. <laughs> there you go. All right, so listen up, everybody. Next That's Thursday, <laughs> next Thursday, Ron and I and lots of cool yes! people are going to be going to the red carpet world premiere of the new horror film Crepitus. Crepitus, Crepitus, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Um, it's going to be a great film. It stars Chalet Lizette Brannon, who uh, you guys, uh, if you have kids, you know her because she's made about 90 films, and, uh, and she's a very... Um, cool young lady. She's 13 years old who overcame cancer at 10, and uh, uh, she's done a lot of great things. And it stars Bill Mosley, who's a horror icon. They're having a red carpet premiere, and uh, Ron and I are going to be doing some interviews and walking the red carpet. Some of the cool celebrities that are going to be coming that we've had on our show. Um, uh, and my sweetheart, who I love, I always talk about Lorenzo Lamas is going to be there. Lorenzo Lamas is going to be there. And I haven't seen Larry in a long time, so that's going to be a great time. Paul Logan's going to be there. Tom Proctor. Lorraine Landon, who's been on our show. Vernon Wells, who's been on our show. Oscar Torres, who's been on our show. You guys know him from uh, The Hangover. Um, Huggy Bear from Starsky and Hutch is going to be there. Brian Krause from uh, Charmed is going to be there. Miguel Nunez Jr., so are some of the other bigger ones. Uh, Jim, Eric Roberts, got, who I'm going to interview. Eric Roberts. And I'm going to tell him you're a far better actor than your sister. What did you say, Chad? I said hopefully you guys are bringing some good audio and video equipment. Yeah, but I'm going to tell Eric Roberts in the interview that he's a far better actor than his sister, Julie. Julia. Julia Roberts. Yeah. Tony Moran, Jim, James Duvall, Corey Feldman, Donnie Most, who is Ralph Mouth on Happy Days we had on last year, is going to be there. Nice. The band's player in Ambrosia. You said Robert Duvall? No, no, James Duvall. Oh, because I knew Robert Duvall from a flea market. I met him once in New York City. What a nice guy. We Michael Berryman's going to be there. There's going to be a ton of great stars there, you guys. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's only like 15 bucks to go uh, get tickets for it or 25 bucks to go uh, VIP. It's at the Feelys. Chad, are you still there? I am. Oh, what was that hang-up? I heard a noise. Anyway, and, and a very good friend of ours, Garrick Lee, who's the uh, mid-century painter, he's going to be with us. Yes, he's going to be with us. It's at the Felix Theater in Los Angeles, June 21st, 6.30 p.m., 1822 North Vermont Avenue in L.A. And you can go to crepitusfilm.com to get tickets. That's C-R-E-P-I-T-U-S-F-I-L-M.com. Are we working the red carpet? No, we're going to walk the red carpet. We're going to do interviews, too. Are they going to interview us on the red carpet? I have to watch my language. I don't know, but you have to watch your language it's no matter what. It's going to be why. such an effort. Oh, my God. Yes, it's a lot of oh. fun guests. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Everybody, we're looking forward to it. And if you're in L.A., you can go. They still have a few tickets left over, so go ahead. Get your tickets. And come and meet and come us. Come and meet us. It'd be like a meet and greet. But I, I can't wait to see Lorenzo Lamas. Like I always say, that man is such a wonderful man. He embraces me. He hugs me. He doesn't feel homophobic or like people are going to say he's fair because he's not. He's a, he loves women, boy. And he loves rubber boobs. If you got those fake balloons in and you swing in the pole, he'll marry you. 
So here's what we're going to do now, though, you guys. We're going to play a song, and we're going to call our next guest. Um, Chad. Hi, Captain. Let's play Karen White. You guys, this is Karen White, Superwoman. She's our guest on next week's show. You guys will remember the song. It's a huge hit. And in the meantime, we'll be back with Jeffrey Cantor.
Jimbo. There you go. You got the how long? Everybody, that was Karen White. The name of the song was Superwoman. It was a huge hit in the 80s. She's got a new album and a new movie coming out, so she's our guest next week. Tune in, and you can't miss it. In the meantime, Jeffrey Cantor, say something so we can make sure we can hear you. Hi, everybody. It's Jeffrey Cantor. There you go. All right. Now we're going to do our proper introduction. Now, everybody, we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the fabulously talented actor, Mr. Jeffrey Cantor. Hello, and welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Let me introduce you to everybody, starting off with our cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Before Hi, Ron we, Russell. Before we continue with the show, I would like to compliment you. Thank you very much for coming on my show looking so good. I love the jacket, the tie. Everything is beautiful, and your beard is absolutely probably one of the best beards I've ever seen. That's, that's very kind of you. Thank you very it's much. It's truth. I don't lie. <laughs> yeah, he definitely doesn't You'll lie. You'll find that out as the show goes on. <laughs> now, some of our guests... Some guests come on looking like slobs, and I really resent it because, you know, we, we are a very important show, and you must respect a good show. There you go. So we As have, you did. Thank you, Jeff. We have the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Mr. Chad. Thanks for joining us, sir. Good to have you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on board. Then we have uh, a chat room full of people. We have Estonia. We have... Canada, Australia, Australia Germany, Germany, the UK, uh, I don't know, pretty much like all the countries represented. It's like being home again. I'm, I'm yes. <laughs> so say hi to everybody in the chat room because they're all excited that you're here. In the chat room, uh, uh, thanks for tuning in. There you go. So you guys, in case you don't recognize Jeffrey Cantor, you have to be living like under a rock. If you're a superhero fan, there's no way you don't know who he is. Uh, he plays Mitchell Ellison on Daredevil and Punisher, and uh, he's been in a ton of things. He's worked with. Wait till you guys hear the Who's Who. I made a small list because his is so long. The Who's Who of some of the people he's worked with. Uh, but he's super phenomenal. I'm a superhero freak, so um, so that's really how I like knew you originally until I went back and realized how many things you've been in. You've got a stellar career, so first off, to start off, we'll just say congratulations on a stellar career. Thank you. Thank you. And where are you from? You're from New Jersey, right? Well, yeah, ostensibly. So I was born in California because my dad was in the Air Force, and so I was born on an Air Force base. But we've been on the East Coast since nursery school, Philadelphia, then Massachusetts, then Cherry Hill, New Jersey, which is like Philadelphia except with you know, lawns, and then uh, northern New Jersey. But but since third grade, northern New Jersey since third grade. There you go. We actually we're, just we're moved in here. We're in northern New Jersey. I'm in, uh, right now I'm in Ramsey, but I was raised in Woodcliffe Lake, New Jersey, which is uh, exit. Uh, I know exactly where that is. <laughs> 168. I, I know exactly. We just moved to we, Palm we Springs. Were, we were buying a house, believe it or not, up in Mohawk. Oh. On the, on the lake. Lovely. And then we went up in the winter, and I said goodbye. I can understand that. <laughs> Looked like it looked in the summer. In the summer, it looked like the Riviera. It was gorgeous. It's very nice. It, we have all of the seasons. So as long as you enjoy all of the seasons, it's a great place to be. Well, uh, I enjoyed the season till age 60. Now I'm 78 and no more. You were no, no, I wish I wasn't. You look bad. <laughs> Thank you. But uh, I can't do another winter. Last winter we were there. My, my knuckles were hurting. My ankles. Jimmy, too. We have arthritis. It was brutally cold last winter. You remember. We actually moved from Doylestown, Pennsylvania. You know, I'm a New Yorker. I'm from Brooklyn. What are you talking about? You can't get any more East Coast than New York. I mean, I love my city. That's very true. And well, I miss my city terribly, and I miss my Eileen and all my wonderful friends in New York. So we, we just moved, though, to Palm Springs. We're in Palm Springs now, oh, uh, Palm God. Springs, California, and we moved here from Doylestown, Pennsylvania, and we've only been here like three months. Uh, really? 
But Ron used to live here. We love it. It's fabulous yeah. here. Yeah, it's we 111 you... today, and I'm in my heaven. <laughs> my bones. There's no humidity. We don't have humidity, so we don't sweat like you guys bo- do. My bones thank me every day. I walk. I don't creak. I don't snap. It's wonderful. All right, so let's let's go let's go into some. I, I like to talk movie stuff. He likes to talk personal stuff. Uh, but I, I want to talk a little bit about some of the TV stuff. First of all, I thought I would do a fun thing for anybody in case they don't recognize you. And I do this for anybody with who's with the beard. It's a little difficult. Eyeglasses. Now he's had the beard a long time. No, but I, not in everything. Not though. in everything. But with the beard and the glasses, that's a good disguise. Thank you. So listen up, you guys. This is like a who's who, and this is—I only went through a couple of his credits to get some of the people that he's—he's—he's he's, he's worked with, which to me is super exciting because he's got some great ones. Um, so Jeffrey Cantor has worked with you guys: Emma Sams, Jonah Hill, John Bernthal, who I met—he's in The Punisher. Uh, Eldon Henson, who I love. Bob Gunton, who's been on our show. Peter Serenafinitz, because I love The Tick. Uh, Bradley Whitford, Toby Jones, Courtney Vance, Robert De Niro, Michelle Pfeiffer, Johnny Lee Miller, who is um, Angie's husband, first husband. Uh, Angie, Vo- I mean Angelina Jolie. F. Murray Abraham, David Schwimmer, Francis McDormand, Channing, Channing Tatum, Tilda Swinton, Scarlett Johansson, Ralph Fiennes, George Clooney, Josh Brolin, Steve Coulter. He was on our show. I only put him on the list because he's been on our show because he's not as big as the other ones. <laughs> Lucy Liu, James Spader, Josh Charles, Carrie Russell, Kevin Bacon, Mariska Hargitay, Naomi Watson, Sean Penn, and there's about 5,000 more of them. I just picked those because everybody knows who they are. So number one, congratulations on a kudos. Fabulous career. Number two, congratulations for being on freaking Daredevil. I think Daredevil is like the bomb. Uh, uh, we actually have C. Thomas Howell coming on soon, uh, and uh, he, was just, he was killed in The Punisher. <laughs> you know, these things happen. Yeah, I know these things happen, but I'm glad it hasn't happened for you. How do you like being like in like a cult TV series? Well, I I have to say it's uh it, it it's a bit of a game changer, you know. Um, uh, it, it first of all the scripts are amazing. The uh, the people on the creative side are are really phenomenal, and so they've given me an opportunity to play a character that I um I get to own and who's had an arc over now. Uh, we just finished the third season, so. Artistically, it's great, even if it were not in the Marvel Universe. I certainly understand um, the benefits of, uh, of being in sort of the tidal wave uh, that Netflix and uh, Universal and, and Marvel have, get, not Universal, but the universe of, of Marvel. Marvel, yes. You know, it's, it's, um, it's quite phenomenal. They, they, they create these 13-hour movies that are in-depth. Uh, you know, you, you, they linger on character. They have everybody has a backstory, and so from day one, I had I had a real life that I, I got to investigate. And then also, it's extremely popular. And do you have an Do you have an action figure yet? No, I was thinking the editor. You know, I'd have a, like a red pen, and and I, I would be my own um, superhero, and, and that like I, I would I would edit things, and, and it would change what was happening in the world. I thought that would have been really good. <laughs> I but, think but, though, because. I collect I collect action figures from people who've been on our show. I have hundreds of them because like lots of people come on the show have one. So we need to do a push for you at least to get a Funko Pop. You have to at least get your I, own. I Funko. completely agree. I, I you know I've been pushing for that uh, and for my own series, but I've been pushing. For that. <laughs> uh, uh, so clearly, four million viewers. Uh, if they all write into Marvel, I'm sure you will get a couple of 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 the be some swag, some Allison swag. Let's just let's just do some tweets to Funko and Marvel in the same tweet, and let's see if we can do it. Okay, I, I'll do that. Remind me. Send me a little message to remind me, and let's see if we can get some people. Because I would love for you to have a, a Did Funko. Did you pop. know? And I'm going to tell you something you didn't know this. What? But somebody is doing a Ron 
Russell and Jimmy Stardoll. Yes, that's cool. I didn't know that, but that's yes. fabulous. I, I, I forgot to tell you, somebody's doing it. I don't know why, but they're doing it. Me, I, I'm begging for two lines in a movie. <laughs> you know. Now listen, hey, Marissa Haggerty. Hockatay. Yes. Jane Mansfield's daughter, the complete opposite of Jane Mansfield. She can act. Jane couldn't. Jane was a sex symbol. Marissa is just a beautiful, gorgeous woman. What is she like in person? What is she like to work she's with? Really, she's phenomenal. You know, she's extremely smart. I, I never, uh, I haven't had the opportunity to be directed by her, but I've worked with her a few times. As it turns out, her husband, uh, Peter Herman, and I did a couple of things a long time ago. We did a campaign, uh, an anti-smoking campaign, uh, the Fair Enough campaign, and then we, um, we also did a commercial. And uh, it turns out that his best man at his wedding had seen me in Sideman on Broadway. I was covering for Frank Wood on Broadway. And somehow my name came up at their wedding. And so then I met Mariska uh, a few years later, and um, she couldn't have been kinder. Um, She's a class act. She's an ex- she's the cosmic professional, friendly, giving, funny, um, and uh, it was it was always a pleasure to do that show. I've done four of them now, and uh, it was always a pleasure. And and she's the She's on my my important list of people I want to interview one day, and I will interview her because I've interviewed the greatest legends of Hollywood. I mean, I he doesn't know that. I don't know. Oh, if he knows oh I used that. to have a TV show called Set the Record Straight. And I interviewed Cliff Roberts. Yeah, you've heard of it. It was pretty. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's me. Anyway, uh, I interviewed Jane Russell, Cliff Roberts, and Lauren Bacall, Arlene Dahl. Oh, my God, the list just goes. Kay Ballard, the list just goes on and on. All the celebrities of yesteryear. And, and one of this year. Huh? Yes, you. You. This year. I'm, I'm on a second. You know. What happened, Chad? What happened? Something like happened. A second there. Okay, yeah, I don't know what the hell Chad's good, doing. <laughs> I wish Skype would improve with the amount of money that Skype makes and the amount of people that use it. You would think they would build stronger towers and better equipment. Skype's we have free. such tr- trouble with Skype every week. Not but it's every good week. that you could. You know, did you know that we're the first show to Skype in? Now everybody, yeah, everybody, everybody does it now. Does we, it now. We've been doing it for we years. We were radio. You know, I came from television, and G- I met Jimmy. We fell in love. We got married, and Jimmy said, "Come on our show." So, I was doing radio. I don't do radio. I've never done radio. And I'm an interviewer, so I look at your mouth, and I know your facial expression, and I know when you're going to stop speaking. Then I speak. But I was running over everybody. Oh, my God, I was doing voiceovers over everyone. So I said to Jimmy, I have to leave your show. I'm making a fool of myself unless we go television. He said, how are we going to do that? And I said, Skype. We could Skype our guests. And, and now it's been all over the place. Now Every, everybody does Everybody's it. doing Which, it. Which, by the way, I want to tell everybody in the chat room you're correct because they're all saying, is this the guy that was in Blacklist and House of Cards? So, yes. <laughs> Those are some of the many things that he's been in. Th- this guy has a very important career, trust me. Uh, before we came on the air, he said something which I found to be totally ridiculous. Something about a mediocre career. I mean, <laughs> I was going to laugh right in his face. Mediocre. I wish I had your mediocre career. I'd kill myself for joy. <laughs> I mean, so, some of the so mediocre, just uh, as little stars that I you work with. Ask, I just want to ask. Nobody. Because I want to learn more about you, but I do want to ask, like, how is F. Murray Abraham? Because, like, he's one of my favorite actors, and I think he's stellar. And I know you did a short called 411. Right. So, oddly enough. Uh, 411 was a very interesting uh, short film um, 
where uh, F. Murray Abraham plays the voice of God. And because of scheduling, um, it was all done uh, remotely. Oh, okay. I never, we we then, it was, not only was it done remotely, but it was done um, independently. So I did all my lines to somebody reading in his stuff, and he did all of his lines with somebody reading mine in. And uh, it was the genius of technology, excellent editing, and um, a good sound person and a good director who made it sound like a conversation. But from what I know, uh, he was extreme. And the fact that he even did the film in the first place, um, very generous and uh, obviously an extraordinary talent. Absolutely. When Betty, That's awesome. J- Betty Davis, and she told me this in her movies when she did close ups and she was going to do her thing, you know, the Betty Davis for four hour monologue, it was never the actor that she was working with. Never. It was a reader. And they would read it, you know, start the line, and Betty would go on for days. And then when you edited it, we saw him. So most movies, actors, who was it I just saw the other day, a friend of ours somewhere, and I said, oh, you played with her? And he said, no. No, we were in the same shots. Isn't but, technology amazing? But we weren't I, I, on the yeah, same set. For, for me, actually, there's only been two times when um, I didn't actually work with the other person that I'm having yeah. a conversation with. In, in one case... And in both cases, I was on the phone. So you know, with Ephraim Marie Abraham, I'm on a pay phone um, after a car wreck. And then uh, in um, uh, Bird People, uh, Josh Charles and I um, are on a phone conversation. And he, you know, he was in France and I was in New York. So we did not talk. But with uh, Josh Charles, he and I spent a fair amount of time Skyping um, the scene together to rehearse it. I love it. I think uh, we skyped the rehearsal, and then we actually spoke on the phone because he was in France filming, and my my scenes were shot in New York, and so we um we rehearsed. So when when I had the actor uh, who actually was French uh, in New York working with me, um, I I sort of knew what to expect. You know that we we had already sort of worked out the beats, and so uh, that was extremely helpful. But those are the only two times. Other than that, I, I mean especially like TV is now, you know, you have single cameras, you got people moving around. I, I've, I've been very fortunate. Everyone who I've ever worked with, I've actually worked with. I mean, they've been in there. There you go. They talk to me. They'll stand next to the camera. I mean, De Niro oh, didn't leave the room when it was my turn to talk. He stayed there and, and worked with me. It's great. A lot of stars do that. Jane Russell, who was a very, very close buddy of mine for many, many years. You know who Jane Russell is, of course. Mm-hmm. She said that Howard Hughes shot the tombstone shot 132 times. It was crazy. Shooting a tombstone. But Jane liked the fact that if she wasn't in the shot, she didn't have to go to work. Howard would shoot around all his stars because he was so famous for taking 150 uh, right. sets. You know, Jane would melt after 100, I mean, how many times could she bend over and put the blanket on Billy the Kid and show her cleavage before her cleavage got wrinkled and old? You know? It's a trick question. <laughs> no, it's not even no, a No, 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 this, no. This, this is from the movie The Outlaw. When Jane did The Outlaw, uh-huh. that Howard Hughes did, he wanted Jane Russell to bend forward and show cleavage, and he shot that scene maybe 120 times, and Jane just said it was just totally stupid and ridiculous. Everybody went home, and there they were, just the cameraman, Hughes and Jane, hanging over with Billy. just wanted to see boobs. So yeah. you, have a new, you have a new Netflix series called Maniac. When's it coming out? I, I believe that's coming out. They haven't, because uh, 
secrecy uh, around most of the shows on Netflix is is paramount. Yes, uh, no pun intended. It is a paramount show, and uh, I think it's going to come out October November. Um, I just saw the director uh, Carrie, and he um, he was telling me that they are locking pictures sometime this summer. And uh, I mean, you have you know many episodes. It's a very complicated story. Um, amazing cast, but I have a feel, and, and there's a lot of um, special effects, of course. So I, I, I think, though, that they're pretty much done with it, and I would imagine we'll see it in the autumn. I love it. Yeah, now, yeah. What, what, what role do you fantasize about that you want to do? What is it you really want to knock them dead with? Um, I don't know that it's been written yet. I mean, um, on stage, I'd really like to do Shylock uh, in Merchant of Venice. Um, I've, I've been thinking about that a lot because uh, I, I did it when I was in drama school. And, I was and you'd be good. Thank that you. Would, I would cast you in that. Thank you very much. Um, I, I would love to do that. But I think um, I'm not sure that the show that I really want it has been written yet. But I'd like to if not be the lead, be part of an ensemble in a character driven uh, show like the ones I've been doing. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm moved by the idea of, uh, of having a, a long period of time to work out the kinks of who a character is and discover, you know, who the person is in context with the world that they put me in. So um, I, I think that's what I, I so I, I don't know that it's been written yet, but that's the work I would like to do is to be a regular on a TV show that's written as well as the ones I've been doing. Okay. Now what gave you the uh, idea that you could ever be an actor when you were young? I mean, what got you going? What made, gave you the chutzpah to think, Oh, I'm going to be an actor and a, and a famous actor. Well, Let so, so th th it's funny. Fame was not ever my intention. I think um, growing up as a nice Jewish boy in northern New Jersey, of course, I was going to be a lawyer. Um, yes, but, of course. <laughs> but, but, I, but I had been exposed. Uh, my, my dad uh, plays, he's a doctor, plays many musical instruments and was doing community theater when I was very little and had always done community theater. He was a DJ for a little while, always a musician. So the arts were part of my life. My mom's a painter. Um, and uh, so I was exposed to musical theater, to straight theater, um, and to music my, my whole life. I remember I had the entire album of West Side Story memorized when I was in second grade, the entire thing. <laughs> um, I, I memorized all of Sweeney Todd. I memorized all of Little Night Music. I memorized most of Sondheim's canon, um, uh, all of uh, South Pacific, uh, Guys and Dolls. So I could do these entire plays all by myself. And, how did you get recognized? How did you get, well, you get so I, going? What happened was when I was in high school, I got bullied. I went to grade school. I mean, I got bullied. Um, and I found that theater, uh, doing plays in grade school, um, gave me a safe place to be and gave me confidence because I didn't suck at it. You know, right. no. I didn't think I was going to be great, but I, I, it was a great place for me to be. And all the, there were people like me, curious, a little nerdy, a little geeky, but people who were curious and willing to investigate and um, investigate life even at a young age. And then what, the turning point for me was when I was in college, uh, I was doing West Side Story of all plays, and Len Berkman, who um, is the, the head of the drama department at Smith, saw my work there and um, wrote me a letter about my work. And it was kind of the tipping point for me. That's when he told me things about my work that I had never even considered, about the depth of it, about uh, my commitment to the process, about the believability, about my embedding myself in the character. 
And it, all that was true, but I had never heard language around my work that was um, not my mom saying how great I was or, or right. <laughs> my saying how great I was. I mean, I did plays all through high school, but that was the first time that somebody who um, whose taste was not bound with uh, a personal affection for me commented on my work in, in a way that, that um, got me thinking that it was something I could do. And I realized, and my parents were very supportive, I, I realized that... Uh, if something moves you, it was like a vocation, you know, it was the one thing where everything about me was involved, my thoughts, my emotions, my physicality, my analytical mind, everything about me was, was um, brought to bear uh, on that experience. And uh, that's a rare, rare thing. And so I, I was all incremental. You know, when I was in high school, I wasn't a professional actor. I did community theater in high school plays. Then when I was in college, I did a little summer stock in college place and, and then um and then i went to uh the eugene o'neill theater center and worked with uh, mars karnofsky and some other um extraordinary teachers and uh they convinced me that um drama school in england was the way to go so i went to the central school in england oh that we have a lot of people now from listen england i see in. you have a wedding ring on are you married i am married 20 is your is your wife in the business is she an actress oh, my, my wife um, had been a dancer, Juilliard trained, um, mm. then went to Columbia to get her um, teaching degree uh, for dance after dancing professionally for a few years. Uh, and so she's in the arts, uh, had been in the arts, and stay-at-home mom afterwards. But uh, so she and he has two children. Not being in it. Before and you that. have two like accomplished children. Are your children in the biz or wannabes? No. So both of them. Um, our actor, they could have been actors. My daughter is an English major at Dickinson in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, and was just in England. I got to go back to England for the first time in 30 years and is heavily interested in theater and film and creative writing. Uh, I'm not sure where she's going to go. She's got an internship at the Tank Theater in New York. And my son is an accomplished uh, visual artist. He went to the School of Visual Arts and is creating some amazing artwork. Uh, I couldn't be prouder of both of them. Amazing stuff. That's awesome. So that's very interesting. It's an interesting family, but you're an interesting guy. Why not? Thank you. You know, if you were a cab driver, you think you would have the same kids? Uh, I, I, get, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> if I was a cab driver, would I have Some question. I don't know. If you were a cab driver, you wouldn't be on our show. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you yes, would. Yes, you don't know yeah, that for because, sure. Maybe, yeah, that's you like, rude. Uh, huh? I don't want to be a snob. Sure. Sure no, I think do. it's fun. So if you... Sure. Well, wait a sec. How do you like... Now, this is a very, very important question, and you have to think before you answer it. What do you think of film today and where Hollywood is going with storylines? Wow. Yeah, that's a heavy one. That's a great question. I, I, I think... Um, so bear with me on this answer. Um, I, I think that theater as an art form, right? So theater with a small T that includes film and TV and even commercials and um, has always been society's way of looking back at itself, both in the content, but also in the medium. And so I think that you're looking at um, content across the board, film, TV, streaming, um, that is both reflective of uh, and in reaction to what's happening in the world right now. So some of it I like, some of it I don't. What I do appreciate, the, I do really appreciate the fact that the, the reality television movement, which also is reflective of our society, um, was a short-lived movement 
and that people who cared about the art form of storytelling, uh, narrative storytelling, um, got a chance to come back and, and be present uh, in the world. Um, that was a big surprise. I think Netflix had a lot to do with that, actually. Yes. Some, I mean, there's some films that I love. You know, there are a lot of independent films that I love and a lot of major motion pictures that I love. My taste ranges. Um, I find myself... Uh, I mean, I, I got to admit, I dig the superhero world, um, but not all of it. Um, I, I dig... Um, some of the science fiction stuff, I think some of the stuff on Netflix, like Altered Carbon, I find really intriguing. Uh, Peaky Blinders is a big favorite of mine, as, as good as any film I've seen. Oh, wait, wait. You might like Peaky Blinders. That's a Netflix series. That's a series, right? It's remarkable. Yeah. yeah. But do you, do you think there's too much violence, too much killing and shooting and blood squirting out? That's bad for the young. Young people are growing up now thinking that blowing up something is no big deal. Ron doesn't like the blowing up stuff. No, because, because it teaches the wrong things. In my day, they taught us manners. You know, the old 1940s and 50s movies. Everybody was polite, well-dressed, very well-behaved. It was showing us how to grow up and behave. I think today, the guns, the killing, the blood, the holes in the bodies, the neck when they stab it and the blood shooting out. I don't think it's good for young, healthy minds. I think I think you bring up a good point. At the same time, for me, the bigger issue with young people has less to do with the content and more to do with their access to it. I think that um, I'm, I'm not I, I, I'm okay with social media. I really am. But there are problems, and and unmonitored and unfettered access to social media, um, where you have. Um, Young minds, I mean, the mind still develops to 26. And so you have young minds making decisions and saying that they have rights uh, to, to determine things without any uh, supervision um, is, uh, is, is problematic. And so uh, for me, I think violent video games are actually more of a problem. Oh because you watch, hit it on the head. Absolutely. Watch, watch something from the outside. So if you and your child are watching a movie, we can comment on what we've seen afterwards, but if you give somebody access to killing indiscriminately and getting points for killing, that's actually creating a synaptical problem. You're 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 creating a um. Very true. A, you hit the nail on the head, Jeff. You hit the nail on the. So for me, that for me, that's much more problematic. Is um, is there's an arousal mechanism that happens yes. to some people where they and you're so you're actually creating. A, a way of the brain appreciating or not appreciating yes. life and death. Yes. So that that's if, if you're giving somebody credit for killing uh, in a video game, you're going to. Uh, that's where I think we're a bigger problem is in terms of brain development and in terms of the negative impact on that demographic. Absolutely. That would have been my next question, but you answered it for me. These video games give you the feeling of killing because when you kill the thing, the, like these cop, there's a one video game with these gangsters jumping out of a window, shooting the police. I think that's all wrong. I don't think that should be taught to young children, especially when they're six and seven. Yeah. They're killing cops, you know? Yeah. It, gives the, it gives the okay to do so. we got three minutes, just so you oh, know. Oh, Jeff, let's get to something happy and fun. Okay. 
because we have three minutes. Yeah, you're delightful. Thank you. You're a good guest, and so, you were wonderful in your answers. So here, let's do a, a bucket list. So, so uh, you've already worked with almost every major star in Hollywood, except me, but uh, except for Ron. But on your bucket list, let, uh, who's a male and a female that's on your bucket list? Like, oh my God, I'd really like to work with these people. I would really, really love to work with Anthony Hopkins. Um, hey, that's I a know good Anthony. One. Anthony wonderful. Hopkins, Ian McKellen, and Ian Holm um, are, are actors I really would really, really love to work with. I'd love to work with my friend uh, Jared Harris because um, I, I know him. Uh, and then women, uh, of course, Meryl Streep. I, I think she's. Oh, okay, Everybody Meryl picks Meryl Streep. Everybody I do. with Meryl Streep. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I, I think she shows range, a sense of humor. Uh, I've worked with Glenn Close. She would Glenn Close would be on my bucket list if I've already worked with him. Oh, so, I love have, her. She's and, and if she's you could good. and if you could have been in any film that's ever been done in the past. And you could have been like the leading person. What film are you be like? Oh my God! I wish I could have been in that film. That would have been like the greatest thing ever. Okay, it, it might be Indiana Jones. Oh wow! What Indiana Jones? Somebody else picked oh, that I, last I week. Would, I would also. Either Indiana Jones it. or The Third Man. No, Indiana Jones. I'd see you in that. I could definitely see you cast in that. The, the, the Third Man was one of my faves. So. That, that's so funny. Somebody, somebody told us. Somebody else picked somebody Indiana else Jones. Somebody else did that. Recently. And everybody says and, 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 and nobody. Yeah, everybody says Meryl Streep. And I could think of a hundred other actresses far better that I would work with than Meryl Streep. I like Meryl Charlize Streep. Theron. <laughs> no, no, th those are beautiful actresses. I'm talking. I, like, I, I, I guess I'm a little spoiled. I mean, I, I work with Scarlett Johansson, so uh, and she's tremendous. Uh, she's not just beautiful. She's a yeah. savvy. Excellent actress. Um, so are you gonna are you gonna get to go to the big screen? Well, wait a second. Wouldn't you like to work no. with Angelina Jolie? I, I, sure. I, I think maybe I'd rather work with her as a director. How about how about, minute, so how about Naomi Ryder? Naomi Watts. Na Naomi. We already worked with her. No, Naomi Watts. What about Ryder? There's no room. Uh, Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder. I think she's a brilliant actress. Uh, sure. <laughs> I mean, Hold on, we've only because we've only got one minute. Oh, we gotta get, so Jeff, everybody, Jeff. this is Jeffrey Cantor, and you can follow him on Twitter. He's at G E O F Cantor, C A N T O R. His whole name is too big to make it his Twitter handle. Do you have a website? I do, JeffreyCantor.com. So you and, can check uh, out his stuff at JeffreyCantor.com. My Instagram is Mr G Cantor, and uh, I also work with a, an organization called Rethink the Conversation, um, which we can't get into right now. There's not enough time. Uh, and also, I have a band called Bobby and the Israelites. We, I just Are you unbelievable? And we're on Facebook, too. Bobby and the Israelites. I actually wait, went, wait, on, wait, I went you, on YouTube and saw clips of you singing. Do you, you, know, have, a, do right? you, have, a, do you have a fan club? I'm not yet. We're working on it. No, I'm a music okay. publicist if you want to get that out. <laughs> you never if you know. Think, if you think we're good enough. I'll have to listen to it again. We'll bring you back. We'll bring you back. Yeah, you were, really, you you were you really a good, interesting, intelligent guest. We really appreciate that because it makes our show. We got to go, though. Stay so, everybody, humble. this is Jeffrey Cantor. Thank I you so much for coming on the show. Jeffrey. I'm going to do the tweet to Marvel in uh, Funko. Thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in. Jeffrey, thank you so much. We'll Bye, see everybody. you on the big screen. Bye, Bye -bye. everybody. Chat room, thank you so much. We will get him back. He's fabulous. We want to thank everybody for tuning in. Ailey, Pat, Eileen Shapiro, Goddess, Dave from Stars Now UK, everybody else who's in the chat room. I forgot who's all in there already. But if you guys, thanks so much. We'll see you next week. Eileen, I love you. I love you. Bye, everybody. Don't get late tonight.